You know, Twitter tries to hold me back, but as is that Rick Ross? These is gonna hold me back. These, I think that's Ro- I think that's Rose. These platforms can't hold me back. I would like to welcome everyone to the fifty-fifth episode of Money Trees. I've talked about how Web three provides a sandbox for creatives. When you figure out what you want to do in this space, the possibilities are rather expansive. Today's guests have been utilizing many of the blockchain's tools to bring their sonic and artistic vision to light. We have Mike from the group here, and it is time to talk with Talk Time. Cheesy? Okay. Maybe. I mean, it was the layup. I went for it, y'all. You gotta love it. How are you feeling? <laughs> Excuse me. How are you feeling today, G? <laughs> I love, yo, I love it, man. I It's not lost on me that, uh, you know, we're doing, I do a lot of social audio and, and talk time is is the name but i swear we came up with it before we were on all these spaces i i i sometimes like worry like oh people think we're like like that's the name of a show or something yeah and i i recently i kind of like switched from the normal sort of press photo type like you know profile pic that i've had up there forever of of us and i just kind of wanted to rep like loser club because i just was loving you know the collection and i i vibe with it and um you know javon is also a musician got to meet him briefly and at nft la anyway so i don't know i i feel like i feel like uh and, and since it's pretty much always me <laughs> on these spaces our my my partner edson Choi is is more of an offline uh dude yeah <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk. Talk time. Yeah, man. You know, let's let's jump right into it. You you set me up for some cool pieces. Let's talk NFT LA. And you guys are based out of LA, correct? We are. What was it like having the Web three community kind of converge on your city? And I will preface this with I would also like to follow this up or <laughs> preface and follow up. Got my tenses all confused. <laughs> I want us to also talk about the blockchain party that you put together in LA. So if you can go with what it was like having NFT LA there and then also talk about how you guys put together the blockchain party. Yeah, I I mean for me it was it was awesome to have NFT LA happen because I it, I haven't been able to make it out to anything uh like conference wise and uh you know <clears throat> I uh yeah, we 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 put on our own sort of IRL uh, event back in September. Um, you know, I think the the first big, I don't know, like like Bitcoin Miami had happened. Um, you know, and there was starting to pop up a few more. Obviously, this is like tail end of pandemic, so like things were slowly starting to happening happen like again. So I went to like a a gallery activation in Venice that was like put on by some NFT folks, um, uh, like Sabet and JR and Strawberry and and Cas Vegas, and uh, I was like inspired by that. I was like, shit, you know, we should just, we should just like, you know, we have this, we had this collection coming out around that. T- Sorry, got a call. Uh, oh, we had I our. Thought we got rugged again. No, no. <laughs> Good old call interrupting. I should put do not disturb on. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, that was super fun. Just kind of an experiment to see like 
what we could do. And, you know, we were uh, also just looking to kind of play a show, our, like our first show back after all this time off and since before uh, pandemic times. And yeah, so that was really fun. And, and it was just like a gathering of, of different communities and, and kind of proof of concept of like what these things can be like. And we wanted to, it was free. We wanted to make it open and accessible. And so actually just launched today, like literally <laughs> working up until this space on, on getting it up is uh, a link to the, to the next one, which is going to be uh, in, in uh, coordination with Eric Spivak and your conduit. And he, so, so to bring it back to, to NFTLA, like he put on like four days of incredible free programming, kind of, kind of counter program to the expensive ass like conference. Um, it was like very like, you know, he's, his events are very like, you know, inclusive and diverse minded and, just really great content. And so I'm just like really happy uh, to be partnering with him. I've, I've just, I've, you know, known him from being around the space for over a year. And, you know, we connected early on in Clubhouse and just been like circling each other in the scene. And, and it just kind of, you know, made sense, uh, you know, on this one. And, and I'm, I'm super, super hyped. These IRL meetups are, are, are where it's at. And like, the more that can happen, I think the better. And this one, you know, we'll have different, uh, you know, community meetups for some of these PFP projects uh, that we're fans of and have friends uh, as a part of and just, you know, different friends we've made along the way coming in to pl play music, DJ, all that fun stuff. Yo, shout out to your conduit and Eric. I think what they're building over there is very, very necessary. The reason I asked about NFTLA, I appreciate you also giving some of that alpha on the upcoming block um, blockchain party, which is May 7th, correct? No, it's actually May 21st. Okay, May 21st. I had the mm -hmm. wrong date there. No, it's all So good. I think it's really important that we figure out ways to take it from virtual to physical. And I used to say URL to IRL. And I've kind of been losing the whole IRL piece because for many people, Web3 is their real life. And to me, I think that I never want to I never want to talk down on somebody else's likes, right? But at the same time, it becomes very necessary to have these tangible virtual spaces we have be actualized in a in a way that you as a human can feel, touch, see people in your community, people that are around you, people that share the same interests as you, and come together to kind of share in these moments. The fact that it's free makes it all the more accessible because we know that a lot of this space is predicated on greed just from the numbers. And we don't have to touch too much onto that. So ill place to start. I want us to hit the rewind button just a little bit. You talked about the origins of Talk Time when it came to this name. How did the group come about? Yeah, the the group uh, came about from basically... It, so the group now is, is myself and Edson Choi. Um, he, uh, you know, he's, he's the primary, like, songwriter and lyricist. Um, 
And we had kind of, uh, so I've been here in LA for a little over a decade and we kind of circled each other in the scene a bit. And, um, yeah, just like had played, uh, with our previous bands on each other's bills and, and just like came, came to know each other a little bit on that. And then I filled in on guitar with his old band on a gig, um, and got to know him more. Uh, and then when those both of our bands dissolved, um, we uh, so Ed, Edson basically uh, sent a, a, mist- a mistaken email to who he thought was his old drummer Mike, but was sent to me. Um, and you know, like I had just broken up with my old band, A House for Lions, uh, and he, you know, I was like. Oh, what's up, dude? I think this is for a different mic, but what's going on? Like, what are you doing with music? And he had just split up with Warships. And uh, yeah, like, basically, we became each other's like rebound relationship uh, after, after that. And um, we launched the band in 2018 um, and just been, uh, you know, pushing ever since. This is uh, like our third EP that's coming out uh next month so um what an yeah. ill story thanks man <laughs> it, it kind of it kind of makes me think about that trend that was happening where people were texting their uh, number neighbors and just like slightly getting the or slightly adjusting the last digit of your number and seeing if the person responded but thinking how a mistaken email has led to a four-year musical relationship uh, that's that's funny that the rebound works out you know, I listen to you guys' records and it feels deeply, deeply personal, especially when we look at Necessary Evil. I loved reading the breakdown of the EP and talking about the struggles that you find or the group, I'll say, finds in the modern world. And I don't necessarily want to paraphrase, so I would love for you to talk about the impetus behind Necessary Evil and yeah, then I want to jump into all the super sick shit that you're doing, Web3 and NFT related with that project. Yeah, dude, the, this one is definitely like, uh, yeah, it, it's it's an existential crisis kind of album. And Edson, Edson, you know, and myself grapple with, um, you know, just like the 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 making sense of the modern guilt that's like living in in the modern world like um you know everything we do is 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 consuming and destroying and um we're all participants in this cycle of life like no you know one you know our way of life is is it's it's just embedded in 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 all these things and we try and mitigate it as much as we can but it's it's just like a the system in place that's hard to escape and and that's like the necessary where necessary evil comes from but so it's kind of trying to make sense of that guilt, um, the realization of being like part of and benefiting from from this system, but sensitive enough to know something's not right and wrestling with your conscience. So, uh, yeah, hope and 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 I think there's hope in it. You know, we uh, hopefully we find the worthy worthy meaning and and purpose uh, and maybe even the divine in, in wrestling with your conscious and, and trying to be better. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think 
it's very, very important for artists to have that why. And I don't know how many times I've said this on the show, but that why and knowing why you're getting into it, knowing why you're getting into it, knowing what drives you to create. And even more important to understand that why in the NFT space. Y'all have an absolutely stunning Web3 enabled website, Wallet Connect, NFT music player. Shout out to Props app. I always love when guests put me on to things I had never, ever freaking heard of. And so I went and checked out Props app after the fact, and they looked really ill. But I don't want to talk about them. I want to talk about the site. How did you dream this up? I think from, uh, well, yeah, and shout out to Props. They are they are beautiful geniuses behind behind making this this dream come true um they uh yeah so just sort of after you know a year or so in the space and just just kind of seeing where we fit in what what's happening with music nfts what are people doing what the heck do people want to collect um it's all really an experiment uh at this point but what we saw, you know, we, we just, we wanted to build what we wanted to see in, in the space. And, and to me, that was like an actual music player that has like good functioning controls and UI and has all the art and all the things that, that I enjoyed collecting as a music collector, like growing up, um, whether it's like vinyl or, or CDs. So, you know, that gets thrown around a lot in like music NFT space is like making this sort of, uh, you know, deluxe vinyl, like collectible, but it's digital, you know? So, so what I came to props, uh, the, the web three dev team with was, was sort of the way I pitched it was actually, you know, like a cross between uh, like Winamp and like a deluxe vinyl edition, you know, something that has all the like liner notes, lyrics, story behind the songs and credits and personnel and all that good stuff. But yeah, I don't I don't know if you if you remember Winamp well, but there's, you know, there's actually a really fun like uh Winamp skin museum out there <laughs> if you want to go down that rabbit hole. It has like thousands of of different skins. But yeah, so I am also the visual artist behind all this stuff. And so uh, I did, uh, you know, all the different, uh, so all the album art is sort of baked into this player uh, and has like different colorways for each song. Um, and yeah, it was just, um, you know, a, a few months of, of working on this player and, and, and coming up with like the, the mechanics for it all with, with them and, um, you know, designing stuff and, and throwing ideas back and forth. It was, it was super, um, awesome experience and, and like, uh, yeah, I feel very grateful to have linked, linked with folks to, to sort of do, do what, you know, I've, I've wanted to do. And, and I feel like it's important. We made it, we tried to make it like pretty accessible in price. Um, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, not over promise on stuff and, and, you know, but, but also offer some fun stuff. And we have some, some really cool things planned for the next year around this. So yeah, it was like super fun experience building this. 
I think you all did a really ill job putting together this website. I think that it offers a fan experience that I had not seen before from a music NFT drop. So pioneering is always a plus. You know, the layers that went into this project, it can be a little hard to digest if you don't immerse yourself in the world. That's not something that is exclusive to your project. I would say it's an issue that the entire space struggles with, where it becomes difficult trying to explain to fans what exactly the project is. Like you talked about it, like not over-promising and making sure that it's accessible price-wise and making sure that people understand what it is that they're buying while creating a unique experience. It can feel like you're so far ahead of the game that no one really appreciates it because they're not, it's not what they're used to seeing. <laughs> it reminds me of this yeah. thing. You know, the world doesn't know, really know what it wants till it sees it. And visionaries have to find a way to make these new concepts connect. What was the biggest struggle for you when putting this project together? Biggest struggle? That's interesting. I mean, the biggest struggle at first was just like finding developers that were had the the know how and and expertise, you know, and and weren't gonna like rug <laughs> rug us, you know, like, um, you know, yeah. But but uh, aside from that, I think yeah, just just maybe coming up with the, you know, the pricing and the mechanics of it, and like, you know, worrying about all that stuff and I yeah I'm pretty much just like a a one man team with like with the with with this project you know so so it, just the marketing aspect is like is really something that's difficult in this space to like you said when it's a new idea so there's there's like people throw around like you know first mover advantage I think it can, yeah like it can also be a disadvantage where it it it's something so new that it, it, it takes some, you know, wrapping our, our, our minds and, and rewiring our brains a bit because, you know, like the, the, I had, you know, just hadn't seen anything done like this. Like the NFT itself, uh, the player itself is the NFT. I think even in, in this space where, where people are, are pretty open-minded, it's still an uphill battle. Like I think with, with music because we're asking a lot to rewire our brains to to value it when it's been free and 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 ubiquitous and everywhere and blah blah blah. So that that's that's some ch some challenges we've we've faced for sure. I would argue that many people have will either face those or have faced similar challenges like challenges like that. Excuse me. You have another adjacent project with the crypto music boxes. That is a really, really ill concept. Before we jump into that, do you still remember the tune from the music box you used to play with at your grandmother's house? Yeah, I do. Can you yeah. hum it for yeah. us? <laughs> yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's more of like a, so it was like a bird that would pop up and like kind of tweet a song. So it was just like, <laughs> You know, like stuff like that. So I hope that I don't know. Kind of came. Shout through, out to Mike yep. being a team player. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I I try new shit all the time, man. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I got no fucking clue. 
I was no, like, no, I love a, that. This is an interesting concept here with this music box. Like, you also, yeah, I, yeah. I, love I mean, the because whole idea it's that. Well. Thank you for indulging me. Oh no, that I mean that that was it. It's just like I, I. Uh, that's what what kind of spurred that idea was just the nostalgia of a music box and uh, another thing that I hadn't seen really done. You know, the, the, what I had seen done with music is like you had like Blau and you had like BT and um, you know, and then you had just some sort of random you know drops that were like you know cool visual paired with like. An, a, you know, an Aoki track or, or whatever it is, um, like on Nifty Gateway, and like, but like there wasn't necessarily like any themed, you know, sort of um, drops and and sort of like something with more more of like a, I don't know, like a like a, the like art and sort of uh, conceptual back back. Uh, background to it so that that was kind of some of the the impetus of that you worked with some really ill artists on putting together these modern day music boxes i love that it was inspired by songs from your recent ep the idea of finding ways to what's the word like transmute trans translate oh man see i'm so glad that the audience isn't at that point where they listen to shows and then hit you with all the grammatical errors that you made Maybe a year from now, somebody's tagging me and telling me how I fucked up here. But anyway, you're able to take songs and create visual elements to them that are outside of the traditional music video or cover art approach with these modern day music boxes. That's an idea that I love, an idea I've worked on with artists in the past. In particular, you worked with my guy, Orb. And Orb is actually somebody, and as, as well as Eric, who you mentioned earlier, who, excuse the feedback there, who I would love to have on the show later. When did you first come across Orb? Um, yeah, I think that... Okay, yeah. I. So are you also you also familiar with uh, the artist Rio? Uh, does the Ugly I'm, series? I'm not. Put me on. Put me on. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely fuck with him. Um, I think his Twitter is this Rio. Uh, or this is Rio, um, but he. So I found out about Orb through him because um, I had originally I'd been you know talking a, a little bit. I met him on uh, Rio on Clubhouse, and um, he's phenomenal. I, I he's one of my favorite artists as well. But um, it didn't work out to to collab with him, but he was doing a collab with Orb. Um, and then there was this show at, uh, that Orbseer was putting on at the U.S. Bank Tower in downtown L.A. where he does these, like, you know, stereoscopic projections on these, like, 70-foot screens with, like, you know, th you wear 3D glasses and it's very immersive and it's very, it's very visceral um, and, like, spiritual. Um, and I was moved by that, obviously, and... and He's, I think, a visionary artist. Um, and yeah, like, thankfully, he was just down and was resonating with the music. And we had some, you know, conversations about art and life and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, he was down. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, we've been in touch ever since. I ca caught up with him at NFTLA and 
um, he's just amazing. He, I, 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 I love that, you, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, you brought him up. Was, yeah. Just definitely everyone should keep an eye on, on what dude is up to. Orb is insane. True visionary, true fucking genius. And so down to earth and chill. You know, speaking on visuals, after watching Year of Self, I realized that Peloton could have hired you all to do their marketing. What was the impetus behind that idea? <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the the music video uh, for Year of Self. So that that actually came from the director. Um, that was his idea. <laughs> you know, it was just like he storyboarded out this idea that looked cool and 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 doable on you know a decent budget and uh and and really that that's 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 it but it but but the idea i think was just like um you know kind of an underdog situation uh like is like the narrative in that video um yeah i i I, this is like a few years ago i'd have to like dig up like i'm trying to remember sort of the story more of the story but it's all good it's all good it's a fun one so there's also a video with you and Edson performing in LA. I love the way it was set up. You get the kind of BTS before you go into the live performance. To me, it was tough during the pandemic watching artists perform because a lot of the home videos just look like there wasn't a lot of effort that went into it. And I get it. You know, you're going to put your tripod up and just do what you can. But there's little things, little elements that you can have that really take the performance up. I enjoyed watching that visual at home performance that you all had did to you. What was the biggest adjustment going from, especially as a band having to go from being able to perform at small cap venues to having you figure out how to capture your energy while at home? Yeah, that man, I, I agree. It was like really just uh, could be, pretty boring to watch some of those live streams and so yeah i mean we just wanted to put a little extra effort into the the visual and uh you know yeah i'm, I'm glad I, that means a lot that that it was like entertaining to you because you're totally right it's 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 hard to make that shit entertaining um you know but um yeah we just you know it was it was just kind of uh you know, the pandemic forced everyone's hand to, to, to try and get good at that stuff. Um, so yeah, just, just, uh, you know, did our best on that. I'm, I'm glad you're digging it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, you mentioned earlier just about loser club and Javon and the music space as a whole, seeing the way that, and I also talked about it, how web three is a creative sandbox. You have a loser club NFT. What are some of the favorite NFTs that you've personally collected? Yeah, man. Um, I think so far, so I haven't, you know, I haven't stacked enough to necessarily. No, that's get. also fine. So, that's also. Oh yeah, I was going to no, say no, no, that no. too. Like, if you haven't collected, then that's not. I, I definitely have some favorites, but like, man, if if we should be lucky enough to to you know stack more, like, I want to get some actual like orb pieces, you know. Um, and some of these artists that that were featured in in the uh, our crypto music box series, like Peenpoon and uh, New Colossal, I'm like just such like fans of their work and Crumpton, um, you know. But um, so 
but I love the I love my warp sound. I'm really impressed with like you know that project. I own one of those. Uh, I own a few smiles. I love what Wahid is building, um, and I just you know I I got into that project just from you know again like listening to him speak about his his story and his art uh, on like Clubhouse and was just kind of early to the discord and and there you go um but uh i i i i love uh his art and so um yeah those are those are a couple favorites right now and then i'm trying to think it's always like i got to remember what i even have <laughs> uh i don't you know uh yeah i mean that 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 basically i i own a couple just like random like pieces i oh yeah the talks i was trying to remember t-o-k-s anyway i just i i, I love it. It, it it's like kind of claymation and which i love them we're seeing more sort of clay build type stuff pop up in the space and i i love that it's always interesting hearing people's taste and what they gravitate to especially in such a public publicly Jesus, I'm, why am I saying? Oh my gosh, I can't. I actually can wait for the people to start doing the grammatic, the um, grammar error checks. Gee, geez, Louise, man, Mike, thank you for thank you for your patience during this one. What I am trying to say, dude, I'll get it. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is always interesting to see people's public. Or taste in a public forum such as the blockchain. There we go. Public forum is what I was looking for. Uh, because when you collect, there's a record of it. And I myself am a bit of a private collector because I don't want people pocket watching. But that's a conversation for another day. I asked about the NFTs first because I wanted to see where your taste was at from the non-fungible side. However, as a musician... I am even more interested to know about who are some of your dream collabs, whether it's musically or visually, in the NFT space. That's a dope question, man. Um, well, like I was mentioning earlier, Rio would be would be a dream collab, like artist wise. Um, Imani, uh, she does amazing animations. Uh, it's spelled E M O N E E. I believe. I believe. Um, uh, Adam Tastic, just a great artist. Um, that's his handle. Um, that's a few that that come to mind uh, as far as that goes. And then, like music-wise, uh, that's that's a tough one. I mean, like, I I, I love me some Tame Impala. If, if Kevin Parker wants to do. A remix that would be cool. <laughs> um, I love like Phoenix, uh, Washed Out, you know, um, Future Islands, um, you know, like and in and in collab terms, like also just like going out on the road. That's that's kind of like a dream, kind of those those that sphere would be would be dope. <laughs> I hope that. Hell yeah. yeah. No, definitely. And, oh, what's up? What's up? Oh, no. I just thought of another one like Nick Hakim. I don't know. Anyway. Indie pop has not gotten its light yet in the Web3 space. I'll say that. So I was interested to hear who you were thinking about from a collab perspective. 
you know, I want to thank you for your patience <laughs> during some of my flubs, for your patience at the start of the episode as Twitter tried to hold us back. But we got going. We were able to learn more about talk time. We had time to talk with um, – okay, I know. I know. I'm done. I'm done with the – it's the easiest joke. I need more puns. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a punny guy. I'm not very funny, but like I got – I got some puns. I digress. Before I let everyone get out of here, there are two questions I ask every guest of Money Trees. The first question is going to be, what is your seed phrase? And I know, crypto, account recovery key, yada, yada, yada. Here on Money Trees, we are repurposing seed phrase to be a saying, a quote, a slogan, a lyric, a motto that you live by that embodies your approach to your art to your career, to your craft. Talk time. What is your seed phrase? Man, I I love this question. Um, and like, what comes to mind is is uh, something I'll sometimes like sign off messages with, like you know. Uh, but it's like stay inspired and keep inspiring others, because um, I think you know there's a lot of noise and, and just, I think it's just like, talk your shit. You know what I mean? It's like, like if you're, you're, you're building really just like, don't be afraid to let, you know, let, let your light shine. And, uh, I know that sounds like kind of cliche, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. Stay inspired. I say it. Cliches become cliches because (laughs) a lot of times they're true. And talk your shit. I love that. I, I think stay inspired and keep inspiring others has a little bit more pizzazz to it than talk your shit. But it's saying <laughs> yeah. the same thing. So I'm I'm here for that. I love yeah, even, it. Even for me, like during this episode where I talk about how I can only ever compete against myself. And if I listen to episode 55 as opposed to episode one, there has to have been growth. But it also wouldn't be me if it was all perfect and buttoned up. I'll never forget on the lost 13th episode, because the episode I have is 13.5, I talked about how like when everything is perfect, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like a natural conversation. The point of Money Trees is to have these conversations that I have normally just recorded. And it would be like if we were chopping it up, talking about your career, about your life, about Web3, and letting that go. And that, like, you know, this is me talking my shit. But <laughs> the point being there that I get so much love when people are like, yo, yo, that was a great conversation, whatever it was. And I might be in my head thinking, oh, man, no, I could have did this better, could have did whatever. But it kept inspiring people. It kept making people want to go and do whatever, do whatever it was that they were doing. And I got to, I got to be good with that. And so I personally relate to that, especially just with today. I feel inspired. I feel any type of way that I was flubbing. I cannot wait for the Twitter people to go and hit me with the grammar errors a year from now saying they listen back to it. Cause that just means the show episode had an impact. I love that this is episode 55 or show number 55 because we got two people for the first time ever on a Money Trees note. Five, five. I'm sure there's some type of like duplication, replication, something along there that makes it hot. Uh, anyway, that was a tangent, man. Stay inspired. Keep inspiring others. The second question I have for you is what is the price of your one-of-one Money Trees NFT going to be listed at? 
<laughs> my my what? My what now? The, the so the money trees note we list them on Zora after the episode. The guests determine oh, you the do? price. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that from the the ones that I've caught. Oh man. All good. What's the price? Let's do uh half an ETH. Half an ETH. I love the way you say that. <laughs> Half an ETH. <laughs> Yo, man, this has been this has been dope. I appreciate you coming through. I, no, I love, man, thank I you love so much. It up. And yeah, you know man. What? No, no, keep going. You go. You go. This is no, the way I'm just saying. Is killing us. I know, dude. The tech is the worst, but no, I just really do enjoy the conversational nature of the of your show, and and like we need more of that. And uh, yeah, no, just appreciate you, man, and and for all the spaces you hold. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can you leave the people with a release date for the next EP? Hell yeah, um, May fourth, and, and and it's 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 a special one. Got to work with a new producer, Daryl Thorpe, and he invited us to do this at this awesome. Uh, legendary studio village studios here in LA. Uh, we were in the room that they recorded Fleetwood Mac Tusk, <laughs> which was super dope. And the room was incredible and it was just a real treat. And yeah, holders of our NFT get early listening, which for is, you know, for a little while longer, but uh, we'll be, we'll be doing that type of thing with like utility and all that. And, uh, all that stuff. So yeah, look out for that. Amazing. Again, thank you for joining us today. And May 4th, new Talk Time Records. When you listen to this episode, if it is prior to May 4th, 2022, go buy the NFT if you want to hear more of it. I'm out of here. Peace, peace, peace.